had laid down yesterday. <clears throat> Get a little rest. And I let the word of God play. And I was in Leviticus. He's saying he was he was telling the people what he wanted. It's like, and then he was explaining some things. He's like, I want a people for myself. This is what he said. I want a people for myself. And then I I, I, I I read in the Psalms where the fallen angels, the fallen gods, came and took possession of people. And I, and I put the combination of what was said in Leviticus with what was spoken in Psalms and I realized something. The fallen gods of this world took culture, created cultures among people. I believe when the, when the languages was, was spread across, the, the fallen angels took it upon themselves too. Use the experience to create divided cultures. Where this fallen angel would preside over this group of people and they would call themselves this. And, and that fallen angel would, would preside over these groups of people and they would call themselves that. And then you could have culture wars and, and people could kill and massacre and murder each other in the name of their culture. God said, I want a people for myself. Now the question comes to bear. These other gods were slaughtering one another for supremacy. Was not our God doing the same thing? <laughs> Hard question. When I look at, when I read and listen to the wars, <laughs> God wanted a people for himself. Where are they gonna live at? Where are they gonna live? will be their homeland. How can you have a people for yourself with no homeland? How can God have a people for himself without a, home, without a homeland? What's up, man? What's the good word for the day, bro? Uh, about to hit this clock. That's the only good word right now. <laughs> That's good for now. <laughs> Happy to be doing so. Hello. God wanted a people. God wanted a people that he could groom. <laughs> God wanted a people that was willing to be groomed.
And then, then, then I begin to understand the, the, or a little enlightenment begin, begin to shine in my spiritual mind. When I was listening to Leviticus, God was talking about the things that he liked and the things he doesn't like. And in Leviticus, you, you, you understand some, something about God's principles and laws and what he likes and what he doesn't like. I was, I was just listening to a, a stream of likes and dislikes by God. Things that he likes and things that he doesn't like. And some of the things that God doesn't like. God doesn't like when you lay down with your daughter. God doesn't like when you lay down with your son. When you hoe him out into prostitution. God doesn't like when you creep around with your neighbor's wife and still out of their backyard and lust after them. God doesn't like it when you lay down with animals. When you rape, when you rob, when you murder. When you steal, and I'm talking about us, humanity. He doesn't like these things when you hate, when you want to murder, when you can't stand somebody's guts. I'm talking to the body. Giving myself body blows. And I begin to realize something. Why does God have to have a law? Don't sleep with your daughter. Don't rape the neighbor's little girl. Don't seduce the little boy. Don't rob, cheat, steal to get your way. He had to have laws in place with punishments for those that do these things. And I begin to wonder, as I often do, the laws that God began to put in place in Leviticus was because all the other gods allow their people to do all those things. The other gods allow their people to rape one another. The best rapist wins in their world. I realized something. The other fallen angels love it when you steal and rob and murder one another. 
It's a notch in that feather cap. Because you're following them. So they brag at a table about you. About you destroying one another. All the demonic angels. All the demonic spirits. All the principalities that hate God. Sit at a table and they brag about how many people you murdered in their name today. How many women. How many boys you raped today in their name. That's what's happening right now. A conversation about your wickedness. About our wickedness. These are conversational worlds, woes and wars, conversational woes, two demonic spirits in heavenly places and high places get together and wage war over something and you suffer for it. Two principalities. Wickedness in high places, cook up a plan. The blood bank supply is getting low. We need some more murders. It's in their nature. It's in their nature to follow us, the fallen God says. And our great God says, yeah, you know. Yeah, you're doing that right now because uh, they signed on to something. But uh, I'm going to judge you, fallen angel. I'm going to judge you, fallen God. The God of all the universe is telling those gods, I'm going to judge them just like I'm going to judge you. Nobody. God going to judge these fallen gods. <laughs> this is a private family conversation don't let it get beyond these walls that demon of murder is gonna be judged that demon of seduction is gonna be judged those principalities wickedness in high places high places are gonna be judged See, God has a ride out your time. You signed on for this agreement. You signed on for this agreement with his enemy, mankind, didn't you? Didn't you want the knowledge of good and evil? Isn't that what you signed up for? So now the evil that you receive it, huh? you want to renege on a promise that you made with my enemy and you want to blame it on me. Oh, may God, the new scapegoat, Send him out into the wilderness with all your sins written on his back. Treat God so bad, so poorly. That's why it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You don't think about a God you love like that. You're not so willing. To, you're not so willing to dismiss the God that created you like that. You have to fear this God. You have to have a healthy fear of this God.
See, you haven't set your boundaries with yourself about God. I don't know if I just did a flyby, but I'm going to drop it down a little bit. See, we don't have any boundaries with God, see. We don't say that myself and yourself. You know, God is looking at me right now. That's a boundary. And I'm going to act like I'm going to just, you know how when you're a child and you think you hiding and you think because your parent can't see you, you ain't. It's because you think that because you can't see your parent, your parent can't see your legs sticking out from underneath the couch. You hide like a child from God. You think because you can't see him, he can't see you. Don't worry. I get it right. Because I like what he was saying. Eight, 18 minute preacher, 13 in. <laughs> I'm just 13 in. You know, I, I, I want, I want to live this thing out for real. I want to give the Lord a real individual to work with. <laughs> I want to give my Lord a real, 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 real something to mold. So I realized something. So I was listening to these laws in Leviticus. And I realized that the gods of this world don't think like this. The gods people been following don't think like this. The gods of this world let you do basically whatever you want to do if it feels good to you. But our God, our great God said, I want a people for myself. I like righteousness. I like holiness. I like purity. I like sincerity. I like love. I like joy. I like peace. I like to come home and visit your temple and find peace. God wants to come knock on your temple door. I know my spirit living in there already, but I come to visit myself. I come to visit my belongings. I come to visit my peace. You know the Lord will knock on your door. Coming in, want to come in and see what your temple looks like. Your God is knocking on your door. The door of your temple. He wants to come on in and look around and see how you got the place decorated. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. You got this couch over here. I like that couch. That's a couch of peace. <laughs> I like that. Those draperies. That's a, a, a drapes of comfort <laughs> in the name of Jesus. But what's this over here in this closet space? <laughs> Call your pain. <laughs> what's this over here in this closet space? <laughs> Call your misery. Why you go over there? Why you got this little back room closet in the name of Jesus? Is that what you call your safe place? Is that what you call your safe room? A little piece of misery for you? Lord, Savior, let me stay long enough. 
I'll clean all that out for you. I don't mind doing some cleaning. I specialize in cleaning out hearts. I specialize in cleaning out minds. I specialize in cleaning out bloodlines. I specialize in giving you a new you named me in the name of Jesus. Come on now. That was delicious. I specialize in giving you a new me and you. I want to set up shop in your house. Bring my decorating team in, the Holy Spirit and ministering angels. I want to bring them into your temple and rearrange things and decorate things and put up some different types of shades. I don't know. I get the ones you got up there now, but I want to come visit you more. See, I want to be comfortable when I come visit you more in the name of Jesus. See, your God is knocking on your door. Your God is knocking on the temple of your heart. Your God is knocking on the temple of your mind. Paint you another picture. Finally.